Hello everyone, this is Ricky and welcome back to another episode of Gray Matters. For this episode, we're going to continue our media talks conversation. Um, If you haven't listened to that kind of genre of conversation before, please feel free to visit season two um, where we have a couple of media talks, but this one we're going to talk about Bridgerton. It's the hot topic of the ton for those who watch Bridgerton. Um, But yeah, that's what this episode is going to be all about, season two. Hi, everyone. This is Charmaine. Yes, we're so excited to have this conversation. So we um, first introduced our Bridgerton conversation in our season two. We're now in season three of Gray Matters. Um, So yeah, we had this conversation because Bridgerton had just come out. So if you want a little bit of context to this conversation, go back and listen to that episode. Like Ricky said, we've been talking about media talks um, from the start of our um, series, from the start of Gray Matters, um, from season one. We've been talking about media talks in different, various different conversations and topics. And so season two, we had in our season two, we had season one of Bridgerton. Wow. This is confusing. Okay. I hope y'all are follow along, following along. Um, but we had our introduction to Bridgerton and the ton and the Bridgerton family and everybody. And so now we have season two. So we wanted to continue this conversation because, um, yeah, Bridgerton being the kind of, how do we describe Bridgerton, Ricky? Um, I think both of us have, have a lot of interest in Bridgerton because it connects to our like research and our like personal interest. But yeah, go ahead. Now, how do we how do we begin to describe Bridgerton um, as like a genre? I don't know. Um, it's like I guess it's like a historical like time period piece, but then it's genre, so it's like yeah, like reimagined some, almost yeah, reimagined right? histories. Yes. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Great. Thank you. There we go. Putting our minds together, things we do best. Um, Yeah. I I love that. Like a reimagined historical telling of the Regency era. And it's just, there's so many interesting things, you know, I don't want to like repeat our entire conversation from, from last season, but like, I I think it's really interesting the way that they um, talk about race and the way that they don't talk about race and just show it through the characters and through the storylines. Um, but what's really interesting, and I sent this clip to Ricky and maybe if we can, we'll share it on our social media as well, but there's, um, like a news clip of a reporter asking, um, Shonda Rhimes, um, one of the producers of the show about kind of like colorblind casting. And she says, no, I don't do colorblind casting. I do color conscious casting. And I guess I kind of want to start our conversation from that because so okay I guess let's briefly get into the show just a little bit we're going to try not to do a lot of spoilers because we know that um, we're going to be releasing this episode and a lot of people may not have watched or at least completed Bridgerton yet so we'll try to like keep it spoiler free but just some background like so in season one we were introduced to the Bridgerton family and the eldest daughter Daphne it was her introduction Um, it was her what do they call it she was being introduced. Um, yeah. It's like a de- debut or like, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was being mm-hmm. debuted to society. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're right, Ricky. I think that's what they call it. And so um, of course, and then she ended up getting married to the Duke um, who was um, black played by a black character and black in the series. And then this season we have an introduction of, um, the I've Charles. heard them call- 
Yeah. The Sharmas. Exactly. And I've heard them called Anglo Indian characters. And I, I think that's, I don't know if that's accurate, but, um, in some ways I think they are Anglo Indian, which has some more historical connotation to it, but let's just say for the sake of this conversation, conversation that they are like South Asian Indian characters. Um, and so the eldest son now, who is the Viscount, um, wow, I just forgot his Anthony. name. Ricky. Anthony. Thank you. Yeah. Anthony. 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 Um, <laughs> yes. Um, he is, you know, he's kind of like looking for his Viscountess. Okay. I'm sorry. We're, I'm going to try not to be annoying with the accents, but it's going to be hard. Anybody that you knows me knows British. I love a good British accent. I am yes. really sorry for what I'm about <laughs> to do. You are welcome to um, tune me out this whole episode. <laughs> Listen, same here. Ricky and I are getting our royal posh accents on. Okay. Let us have this. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Anthony is looking for his Viscountess. And so we are introduced to the Sharmas and, um, of course, Lady Danbury. Uh, oh, my God. I just I love I so much Lady to say. Danbury. I do, too. I love Lady Danbury. She's one of my favorite characters, but her eyebrows. I, Girl, hmm. I was just going to say Charmaine. I can't. That, Can we just address that and get eyebrow, it out of the way? Like, why is her eyebrows like that? Are they doing this on purpose or is it? I don't understand. Uh, Can they not? I, yeah, I'm sorry for that smack that I just, if everybody heard that, it's the camera. <laughs> that was my very visceral emotional reaction to the eyebrows. I've been looking at her eyebrows in oh, season one and I'm like, and then in, in season one, because I rewatched season one, there are some scenes where her makeup doesn't match her, like where her face, yes. I don't know if you noticed this, you probably I, yes, did because you are the yes. OG, but like, I was like, come on now, can we not? where's the color match person can we not I don't do understand but and, is- and but like I've, most people's makeup on the show is really really good I think that in season one the queen's makeup was a little bit more garish and I think mm-hmm. that may have been intentional mm-hmm. I think it was intentional so maybe Lady Danbury's to some extent mimics that but in season two the queen's makeup looks much better I think everybody's makeup looks pretty good um like the Sharma's makeup, especially Edwina's is like beautiful throughout the entire series. And like everybody's pretty much, but Lady Danbury. So I I've been trying to do some research and figure out if this is intentional or if this is, I didn't find anything that, because of course I went down like a historical rabbit hole too. I I found nothing that told me that these kind of eyebrows were um, like, like, accurate historically accurate to the era so I just don't under I don't know if that was a stylistic choice I don't I, I don't understand if anybody has answers please let, let me know because look fine so why is her oh, jacked up it's just I don't understand and, and sometimes even if a wig sometimes her wig I don't yeah know, I don't know if y'all notice like if y'all listen Bridgerton people if y'all need a good wig for Lady Danbury, I know a couple of options. I know some people. I can help y'all because Charmaine, her wig. Yeah. I'll be like, anyways, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Like, I, yeah, no, I, yeah. So I guess we, should, I'm glad we got that out of the way. So <laughs> I just felt like that needed to be addressed. It was of utmost importance to, to talk about if that. But yes. Comment eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> Please. Please. Like, I know we cannot be the only ones. I know we are not the only ones. Um, 
but her character is amazing. So of course, Lady Danbury plays a, you know, central character. Once again, she's actually sponsoring the Sharmas and we learn a little bit more about uh, the mother lady and the Sheffields and her, her uh, parents and her story. So it's really interesting how they've kind of incorporated that um, storyline in. And so now we've got like, I, I can't help framing it this way. So I'm just going to do it. Okay. Like, do it, um, I, it's like, okay, we had, it's a little bit of tokenization for me. Like the central characters are the Bridgertons, which are a, you know, British family and the British nobility. And so, and then like they're marrying into, you know, like the daughter Daphne, we had the introductory series with, you know, she married the Duke who was black. And then now we've got the son and he, um, you know, oh, I won't spoil it may or may not end up with, uh, you know, Indian like Viscountess. So it's like, I see what they're doing and I see what Shonda is saying about color conscious casting, but I don't, Mm -hmm. I can't help but critique if this is actually color conscious casting. I know we talked about this as like race baiting to some extent because we do, there's also, there's a lot of kind of gaps in this story and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of gaps in the way that we address, um, history and lineage and heritage in the show. Like Mm -hmm. for example, um, we know a little bit about the storyline. And so the actresses that were cast as Edwina and Kate Sharma um, are played by Tamilian, Tamil actresses from South India um, or of, of South Indian heritage. Um, but the Sharma is a very uh, North Indian last name. So we know that they also have some, like that there's some like connection there. And then they refer, there's a lot of like Hindi being spoken. And we know that Edwina talks about speaking Marathi and Marathi and Hindi. And they're from Bombay because um, I saw an interesting video about this. And somebody said, because no other city exists in India. And that's so true. Um, especially mm-hmm. like when we talk about colonial India, it's like, oh, Bombay, that's just it. And Bombay is very mm-hmm. much in, in North India. And so it's, or I guess it would be considered North kind of central India. I guess if you're splitting it up, it's North India, but um it's very interesting how that becomes just like the epicenter. And so what I think what they've done is they borrowed all these little things from around the subcontinent. So we have these Tamil actresses um, or Tamil heritage actresses. And then um, Edwina speaks North Indian languages. And um, well, she calls it Hindustani at that time, which is kind of like what would mo- like be referred to as modern Hindi, but it was also mm-hmm. like Hindi and Urdu, which are kind of sister languages were often referred to as Hindustani in colonial times. So, and then um, we have this North Indian last name, and then they refer to their father as Appa, which is a very South Indian, almost like Tamil. I believe it's linked to Tamil language and South Indian languages where they say Appa for father. That is not a term that's used in North India very commonly. So then, okay, we're going back to the South Indian heritage. And then, um, okay, uh, Edwina refers to Kate as Didi and Didi mm-hmm. is very common in North India for mm-hmm. older sister. That's what you would call your older sister is Didi. Okay. And then Kate refers to Edwina as Bond, bon, yeah. which we can't figure out. So Bond could be, I just thought, okay, like nicknames are very common in South Asian culture. So I was like, maybe this is a childhood nickname. We're not getting a backstory to, but then I saw a video on TikTok. And if I find this video, I will connect it. I think I saved it. I hope I did. If I did, and I apologize, but if anybody knows what I'm talking about, please connect this to our social media, um, where somebody references that, uh, Bon, but like, I guess pronounced a little differently. Bon means younger sister mm. in Bengali, which oh. is 
a completely different part of the subcontinent and is now its own nation in Bangladesh. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they've taken all of these little parts of the subcontinent of colonial India. They just mashed it up. And like, in some ways it's like, in some ways I can respect the representation that's being given. Right. So it's like, because that's a big thing in the show is like representation. And I've been following this and it's, you know, British Asian actresses are being cast in this. And, and so I'm not taking away from the representation that people are feeling, you know, there's much worse representation out there. So I'm not taking away from that. And a lot of the, I've heard the actresses who are in the movies uh, in the, in the series, I'm sorry, talking about this and how important the representation is to them. And then of course, I'll go into a little bit more of the representation as well. That's featured throughout the, throughout the series, but I cannot help, but notice that and how it's like just this kind of mishmash. And so you almost can't tell if it's intentional. Like they're like, oh, we want to represent all of these different aspects of the subcontinent Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's not given to us with any backstory. So if there was like some backstory, like maybe, Kate's mother was South Indian. And mm-hmm. that's why she would call her father Appa because the language she grew up speaking and the culture she's familiar with from her mother was a South Indian culture. And maybe like Tamilian or Telugu or something like that. And, or from Karnataka or one of the South Indian states. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, Edwina would obviously is not going to have a different name for their father. She's going to say what her older sister says. So that makes sense. But it just, or there's some like Bengali connection, but there's no backstory. So that's where it makes it seem like it's a mismatch, mishmash. And it also seems like just somebody who was doing the research was like, oh, this sounds like this. And ooh, this sounds like this. And this just, we're going to represent everybody. And they just threw it in there. Like they just found this little tidbit of information out and proceeded to do no further research and then implemented it into the series. So that was like one thing that I couldn't help notice. And I noticed that through the last series as well. This is kind of a through line now in the second series. And we did hear that there's, I think I heard that it's been renewed for two or three more series. And we know the British hens have like a boatload of kids. So like, I wonder if this is going to be a through line throughout each of the series. And at some point, I'm assuming one of the Bridgertons will marry another English person of high nobility or just another English or whatever, like white person. So then are they going to abandon all of these aspects of representation that they've implemented into the series thus far? Um, And of course there was a lot more. There's a a lot more. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll let you say a few words and then I'll go back into it because I don't want to just make this my monologue, but like, um, yeah, there's some aspects of representation that I would like to go back to. Um, my intention was to start off with, I'm looking at my outline that I wrote for this episode. What did they and get I wrote, right? I literally wrote, what did they get right? What did they get wrong? And comma again, question mark, question mark, because I wanted to start out positively and talk about all the things that I really appreciated, liked, and I realized I did not do that. So I'm sorry, everybody. I hope you're still with me. Um, still with us. Um, because I do want to go back into some of the more positive aspects of the representation, but why? I'm on this topic. I'm just going to add one more thing, which is a longer discussion, but I will say, um, that I could not help as I'm watching this. And I'm thinking about the representation and like the mishmash of representation. The one other thing that I could not help think about Ricky, which was like the large overlooming theme slash elephant across the, like, not even in the room, like a, a elephant across the series was like the historical implications of the actual like Regency era, the 
uh, monarchy and aristocracy and the kind of historical connections to exploitation and imperialism Mm -hmm. and colonization they're not discussed right but they're kind of like background issues in the show and like okay I think it's very important like representation of course like I said is important but just reimagining a British history and a romanticization of historical regal aesthetic aesthetic does it do more harm than good and okay this is like two broad stroke conversations I just like put in together but I think they connect to one another because that's one of the things that I kept thinking about while I was watching the episode and we're introduced to to the another like cousin uh Featherington character where like he's doing the ruby mines in the Americas and this is the early 1800s and who is mining those rubies in the US mm. in Georgia mm. right we know who that is so it's like yes you have people of Asian East Asian South Asian African West Indies Caribbean um you know Middle East Central Asian like broadly we see these visible characters and storylines emerging in, in the Bridgerton series, in the, like in the, the home, uh, the, like England, like in England, it's not mm-hmm. in the colonies, mm-hmm. but this is happening like in the motherland, but obviously where are these wealth and riches coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Like where, yes, the queen is black, but is she still supporting imperialization and colonization? Like India is still an English colony, right? And India, colonial India, which is broadly like the South Asian subcontinent and encompasses a lot vast, vast territories. Um, like that colonization was not peaceful. It was exploitative. It was violent. It was brutal. And the effects of that are still being felt on those co- like post-colonial nations today. So it's like, are we just going to ignore the fact that that exploitation and colonization is still happening? And then likewise across the seas in the Americas, are we just going to ignore the atrocities of slavery that were Mm. very much rife in the antebellum era during that time? Are we going to ignore all of the atrocities that were happening? Like this is the time where like, there's that saying, right? The sun doesn't set on English soil. This is Mm -hmm. the time where the colonies were vastly spread, like literally worldwide. So I couldn't help but think about that throughout the show. Like I wanted to really enjoy it. And it was something I could disconnect from a little bit more in season one, but for some reason in season two, maybe because it's it's close to home for me to some extent, you know, I have like, you know, I'm South Asian, I'm of South Asian descent. So it's like, I like that impact of colonization is directly felt in my lineage. And it's like in my heritage. And it's like, I just was thinking about, it's like the, the, connections to exploitation I'm like are we just supposed to forget it's almost like making me feel like oh are we just supposed to forget like all of the atrocities committed by the British aristocracy and monarchy and by like the East India Tea Company just because like of the pretty like oh it's so pretty and it's so fun and we just have tea parties and promenade and go to balls and we have attractive dukes you know like are we just supposed to forget all that because now we've got some in quotes, like color conscious, like casting and aesthetics on screen. I don't know. This is very broad, but I'm just going to lay that out there. It's something I couldn't help, uh, but think about while I was watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to dive in and, um, say that, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm going to say this. 
follow along with me, people. I think this is one of the, and I think we had this conversation when we talked about Harry Potter um, in J.K. Rowling, but this idea of like, because I haven't read the books. My friend has read the books. Justice, Linda, if you're listening, hey girl. I need to ask her this question and understand if this adaptation is from books, books written by a white woman, <laughs> may I say plainly, um and in these books i'm assuming that all the characters are british and white <laughs> um i feel like that's the only way the, the these books right because the books are the the because basically the adaptation of bridgerton comes from these books i've read mm-hmm. the books if you've read the books let me know probably i should read the books before i but i'm going to assume that the characters were written in a very white way in the books and that so was we, yeah I think that was my understanding too yeah Shonda Shonda Rhimes that. came in and yeah exactly. yeah and she was like yeah we we can't make another Downton Abbey we can't make another white washed narrative and I think that this introduced is a greater conversation of like how we are fascinated with historical like you know pieces right I think of Downton Abbey I think yes of uh, the crown I think of another show Victoria um all these shows right even Gilded Age which Gilded Age could be its own episode but I'm going to use Gilded Age for those who have watched Gilded Age hello um we're recording this on a Monday and a new episode releases today but anyways um and have these pieces right but if you're going to add people of color right to these pieces it can't be in a con it's it's very hard right because we think about these things we think about okay wait a minute um yeah okay we have a we have a like you said we have a black queen but what does she think about colonization and then who are her parents you know like in 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 even the you know languages spoken that you mentioned and even the like I was wondering when she was Edwina when she was getting ready for her wedding I was like oh where do these traditions come from and like and I thought like because most people I know um that are like South Asian Southeast Asian um it's like it's not just the I don't know Newman and his family calls it the white wedding but there's multiple and I'm like would they not do that here if that makes sense you know what I mean like would would they just have one because they had like rituals before but would they not have like multiple weddings or did she just like and then she yeah. had and then Kate had the bangles and I thought oh I thought the bangles went with like um I don't, I don't know what the what the term is but I know people call them like traditional like wear that you wear for your wedding and not I don't I had so many questions watching it too Charmaine I was like oh um and then even their outfits that they wore I was like why wouldn't they wear like I know like they're coming over I don't know I just had so many questions because I know the mom is supposed to be I think mixed right because we saw that the dad was clearly British and like her mom might have been um I think her mom was Indian right but mm-hmm. we don't, we don't that's know what, what part right exactly that's yeah. kind of what we 
assume, assume. just based off what we saw exactly yes, yes but then her mom was like, anyways don't let me get me which isn't always thing. accurate though because somebody could look some way and like yes. that's not always telling right exactly like it there was a lot of room for us to just assume and I saw this in season one when they introduced the duke and when they started introducing these characters I was like okay do these characters not have African heritage do they mm. not have air heritage mm-hmm. where they come from like wouldn't they know where they come from and wouldn't that be like included into the into the overall narrative you know what I mean like um mm-hmm. even the Duke's friend um I forgot his name but the boxer like he was featured in him and oh his yeah wife. I think it's Monduke right I think so yeah I think yeah. It's Monduke. He, him and his wife are featured in this season and I'm like okay I get what they're trying to do they're trying to like feature his come up but then he's tied to like criminal things right and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh why can't we and and I like their characters because it's they're kind of like the only um like two black people together and not this interracial like thing that we keep seeing that are featured Mm -hmm. like in the show so like I I like it um I think it's like really really cool to see that but then they're not centralized can you still hear me can you hear me yeah okay cool Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah sorry my computer did weird stuff um oh no yeah I don't know what's going on with it hey y'all um but yeah so they're like the only because you're right like in the show okay this is another thought I had sorry I'm going on a tangent but you see these you know because we Lady Danbury season one was like love conquered you know like we were left off but then he fell in love with the one of us blah 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 whatever love conquered mm-hmm. blah blah and we see that in the show happening where it's like basically people have to be married into does that make like like people of color have to be married into their position which yes, yes. is understandable right um but I don't, I don't know. And then there's Lady Crane, who was, um, what's her, crap, her, um, crap, what's her name? Marina from the beginning. Oh so yeah, now, Marina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now she's a lady and she's part of society and she has twins. Right. But then her story is so full of like scandal. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then I don't know. I don't know. I just have so many thoughts. I had so many questions. I was like, okay, Lady Crane's mom is French. So does that mean her dad is like black? Because Lady Crane is also mixed, right? Um, and I thought she was related to the Featherington somehow. That's why yes. she was there. She's supposed to be, she's supposed to be um, um, the cousin, Lord yeah. Feathering's cousin's daughter, right? right? So I'm like, okay, um, the cousin daughter, like, it's like you're trying to build it. It's like empty statements are made ambiguity is set in place but within that ambiguity it it creates even more questions like this doesn't make sense and Mm -hmm. if it doesn't make sense I don't know and I know it's like oh it's fiction or whatever it's not supposed to make sense but I'm like if we're gonna do a historical period you're gonna have all these things happening I think we need to do a little bit more you know um put a little justice yeah and this has probably nothing to do with Shonda but I think a little bit more effort needs to go behind the intentionality of what we're doing and yeah yeah I didn't think about that I mean like all the seasons are gonna follow the Bridgertons and like 
I guess how they get married and are they all going to marry people of color? Is it, is it how, is that how we're going to do it? Like, is right. they're going to, or yeah, I, I just really, it's interesting too. Like as what you're saying is so relevant, Ricky, because even fantasy does not exist in a vacuum. So I think that's, what's so relevant and important about our media talk series is that it's very easy to just think of this as like escapist and like disconnected from reality, the difficulties of reality. Fine. If you Mm -hmm. want to take it for that at face value and not implore any critical thinking by all means go do that. But I think it's important to recognize that like fantasy and fiction and storylines and all of that does not exist in a vacuum. And Mm -hmm. it is possible to make these stories and make them. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to say that you need to intellectualize everything, but I think even saying that you don't need to intellect intellectualize in quotes, everything is problematic. So I, I won't even get into that. Cause that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, I agree with you. Like what you said, exactly. The guilted age, like there's ways to do it. Yeah. It just, it doesn't seem like it's doing justice. It's almost like, cause you know, it, these are romance books. So it's romance genre. And the other thing that I feel like is happening is that it's playing into that romance genre where it's kind of, I'm just going to say it dumbed down and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, nobody's going to be thinking that critically about this. So we can just, just give them some characters of color and they'll be happy. And it seems like a disservice. I think there's so much more complexity that can be involved in these characters, just a little bit more backstory, a little bit more accuracy. And I think that these stories could be so much more elevated. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. I was looking at uh, Daphne and the Duke baby. I was like, let me make sure they get the right baby. <laughs> or, the right... <laughs> or, you know, like sometimes they, even babies matter. I'm going to say this because like, okay, I don't know how to explain this. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes I'd be casting these babies and I'd be like, ain't no way this couple had this baby. What in the white is happening? Like he is, he is not, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. even, I feel like little details, I don't know, little details matter. I feel like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, how can They I? do matter. No, I, I agree with you. I and think I, little details matter. As a person of color, as a black person, I'd be looking I'd be like, where, where we at? Even the little kids running around, I'd be like, okay, look, okay, we're doing, like, we've got some, like, mixed, like, some, oh, it's not just, like, white people, right? You've got, like, a mixture of people, but then I'd be like, how did this happen, right? Like, I'd be trying to understand how, how, you know, like, I would even like to know, like, their grandparents, like, more about, like, okay, like we we only get a couple lines from from um her mom like whatever um but i'm like okay what is like what is the history like the sheffield yeah the sheffield yeah like we all, even mm-hmm. lady danbury's history i was like where's mm-hmm. her family i know yeah. she have no kids but i'd be like where's her where's her family like we only we only get insights to her extended family right because she wasn't she wasn't like directly related to the aunt I mean, to the Duke, she was just the friend of the Duke's mom. She right? was the godmother. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm like, exactly. What is Lady Danbury's story? Like there's, there's like, there's just gaps. There's a lot yeah. of gaps. Right. And I don't know if it's like, it seems like it could be like a, 
purposeful choice for like characters like Lady Danbury, who they're like, oh, we're just like, I can, I heard people say, oh, well, that's just a way, like, we're going to learn more about her as as the story goes on. And that's fine. But like, but then you are introduced to characters like the Duke, which we know that he like did not return, like the actor is, you know, he was like a background character, but he was not himself like featured in any of season two. And he, it's same, it'll be the same thing for the rest of the seasons and probably the same thing for the Sharmas. Like, I wonder how much like they're going to play a role in the subsequent seasons. And like, I don't think we're going to get much more about their stories. And so like, yeah, I think like going back to what you said about details, Ricky, like, I think you're right. Like, so I guess I could segue this into like the, some of the positive, like things that I did see, like representation. Like I know that Mm -hmm. there was little, um, elements that I was like, just so happy to see like where, um, Kate, I think tells Lady Danbury like, oh, you know, your excuse for English tea, which I find really interesting because like tea to me is just such like a fascinating, fascinating topic because we know that like certain forms of tea, like as we know it today are kind of like the way that we have it is, um, depending on where you're from, of course, um, is influenced by colonization, like directly influenced Mm -hmm. by colonization. And so then we see an episode like a little bit later in the season where um, Kate is making her tea and she's steeping it with cardamom and other um, like, I hate calling them spices. I know that they're spices, but they're not like, you know, people think that and instantly like just in, it's such like a, this is where like, I feel like the English language is limiting just like an anglophonic way of talking about anything as like spices. So it's no, it's not like spicy tea. Like it's not like hot sauce tea, but it's like a flavor. <laughs> Let me just put it this way. Cause people are like spicy tea, spicy. It's like a flavor. Yeah. It's a flavored tea. So it's like cardamom and tomato tea. And yeah, exactly. Like ginger mm-hmm. sometimes. So it's like different for, we have many, many different forms of teas in um, the subcontinent. And so yeah, but she's like making like probably like a traditional flavored tea. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, she's putting like a leche in her tea, which is like what we call cardamom. And I was like, oh my God, that's like a very traditional way of having tea. And that was, that felt rep- representational. And like when they're doing the Haldi ceremony, the turmeric ceremony, like that is very yes. common in South okay. Asian culture. So that is like a, that is a very common ritual. Um, and so that would be like a very common pre-wedding ritual, specifically in certain parts of India. And so I was like, oh, they're doing the healthy ceremony. How nice. And so that was a really nice bonding moment between the three Sharma uh, women. And, but you're right. Like I, I saw like the influences, the Indian influences in their clothing and in their dress and particularly in their jewelry. And that's a really interesting point too, because there's so much influence of colonial India in English, like jewelry, like especially Mm -hmm. royal jewelry, I should say, like the queen, the crown that the queen wears to this very day. She has something called the Kohinoor diamond, which is a diamond that was stolen from one of the rulers, the king in India. Let's not talk it's a about whole, Elizabeth. Yeah, it's a whole long story. I won't get into it, but basically, like that's so that very manifestation of colonization continues to exist. Like, and it's worn literally upon the it's in the crown, worn upon the head of the modern day monarch. So ruling monarch, I should add. So yeah, it, it's 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 deeply entrenched. So anybody who's like talks about this in terms of like history past and exclusively mm-hmm. in terms of past is like all wrong. Um, but like, yeah. So it's like, I, I often see that. Um, but particularly with the Sharmas, like they do wear like very Indian inspired pieces, even some of the embroidery and beading on their dresses is very Indian inspired. 
the color. So I'm just like, okay, like you can see that there's an influence, but the costume, I think the costuming is really interesting on this program. Like, I think it's really interesting. (laughs) And I would love to like delve more into the mind of the costume designer. I'm going to try to see if I can find some more like um, insight into who they, who the team and designers were. Um, And maybe like, if they have given interviews about like how they styled them this season, because there is, it's, I, I think that's intentional, but the, I don't know if maybe they, they did it to remain consistent because they all wear a very similar like Regency era dress. So it's like, it seems like it's intentional. Like this is what like British, uh, like aristocracy would wear. Um, I hope I'm saying that word right. Aristocracy, aristocracy. I think. Okay. I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) Exactly. The ruling class, the society. Yeah. The ton. Yeah. The ton, the ton. I like that better. Um, wow. I'm usually good at pronouncing words, but sorry, y'all it's a Monday. Um, but yeah, like it's, so I think that there is some intentionality and representation there, but you're very right about the wedding Ricky, which I thought about that too, where I was like, okay, so I guess because she is marrying into like British, uh, society that she would wear, wear a traditionally white dress, which, Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, and Ricky, you might know this too, but I feel like the white dress was brought into prominence after the reign of Queen Victoria. So like the Victorian era, which would have been after the Regency period. So maybe they did wear white dresses beforehand, but I thought Queen Victoria is the one that brought that into prominence. And so it's interesting that that's what they chose and maybe not like, like it almost the white wedding dress that they did like in the series and oh my god if you're not that far along I guess I won't ruin it for you so I won't say who wore it but um uh it, it seemed a little modern which I found interesting but anyway I don't know so maybe it, there was some connections to like you know modernity and modern fashion but I just think it was really interesting how they like what you were saying like the parts of culture and heritage that they did choose to include and the parts that they chose to exclude. Um, I thought the green was interesting because I remember reading something that, um, a lot of South Indian brides do more traditionally wear green and North Indian is more traditionally wear North Indian brides more traditionally wear red. So I think that the fact that Kate had green bangles instead of red ones is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was an important choice. If that's, if they did that intentionally, I think that that would be significant. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I had more to say about this, but now I'm like, just like processing my own thoughts, but it's like parts of it were intentional. Oh my God. I do have to add though. I, I cannot not have this conversation. I would like regret this if I didn't talk about, I love, they did this really well last season too, but I love the classical renditions of pop songs that they do or like popular, they're not all pop songs, quote unquote, but like popular songs. Yes. And during the, the wedding episode, they do a classical rendition of a very, very famous, uh, Canon Bollywood. Yes. I'm calling it Canon Bollywood film. Um, it's, I mean, it's kind of recent. It's from like the early two thousands, but it's, um, like a very famous song from K3G as it's also known as all my South Asians rejoice. Um, but yeah, every, I mean, we were all like freaking out about that. Cause we're like, Oh my God, there's like, you know, a Bollywood song included in this and that's huge. And it's beautifully done. Um, 
So I thought that was really interesting. I almost was kind of wanting, hoping that they would do more. Like it was just so one song. And I was like, oh, I kind of wanted a little bit more of like, you know, traditional South Asian music, like kind of sprinkled in there throughout, from like from throughout the subcontinent. Cause you know, they're just sprinkling in all kinds of the subcontinent. There was no one region or rhyme or reason. I think that they, they did that, but I just, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and you know, that was a little bit of representation as well. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what I have to say about that. That's, that's what I processed, but yeah, I had to, I had to add that in about the song. Cause I think that was like a huge moment, especially for those of us that grew up with the film or, you know, like I think grew up as a part of the diaspora, um, that film is like really significant. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think their choice, I think amplifies, um, like, the reason why intentionality is so important you, you know like the like because only few people would know that right few people from that culture um would know that right and for the rest of us who don't know it's like oh wow that's cool but you know for people that do know it's like wow look look you know I don't know if I'm saying this right I keep saying you know um but I think that's why intentionality and like for lack of a better word holistic intentional representation I know that's a long word but I just I just put some words together that I think make sense when it comes to discussing representation because that that is important from the music choices from the from the costume design from the the the, the ceremonial um rituals the different ones that happen all of these things are so important if you're going to include people of color because what's the point of including people of color if they're just going to assimilate to the dominant narrative then that's not really including them that's just like we said before tokenization um and diversity just for a checklist um i think about this all the time okay so i'm i'm probably like the only one there's also a scene where I think she's doing like Edwina's hair and she um and she like oils her scalp. Oh my god, how could I forget? Yes. Yeah, so I yeah. knew there was one more there's another oh there's something else I thought of too. Yes, the oiling. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. a huge part too. I remember mm -hmm. um I think I was I don't remember if I was sitting by myself, but if I, I remember saying out loud, like, oh my God, she's oiling her hair. Like I was like, wow, because that would have been Yes, that is still a huge, significant part of South Asian culture. And especially during that time where they like, don't have like modern day, like hair products, like we do now and hair tools, like that would have been such a significant part of their beauty ritual mm -hmm. that yes, that was a huge part as well, that she is oiling Edwina's hair. Like Kate is, oh my God. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up, Ricky. Cause I, I almost forgot about that. Like uh, I would have like kicked myself if I wouldn't have talked about that in this episode, that was a huge, really significant part. And then, oh, also there, sorry, I feel like I'm cutting you off, but no, just while we're can't. talking about that, I remembered also like the fact that they just like switch in and out of accents, I thought was so interesting. And I almost wonder if it was like intentional or because I oftentimes like within the same sentence, like Kate and Edwina, like their accents, like just go extremely like Indian. Like I'm just, yes, I know I'm saying Indian and there's no, like, I, I guess people could argue there's no quote unquote Indian accent, but like, it's just like, you can hear it. And sometimes they sound very British and like proper mm -hmm. and posh and like, you know, how everybody else is at the time. And then sometimes they sound very much like they've been born and raised in India. Um, 
And so I think it also, that's really interesting. And I wonder if like how intentional that is. And um, yeah, yeah. It's almost like code switching in some ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the, the fact that they do that as well throughout the, the series, I think is interesting. Yeah. Oh, I like that code switching. Cause I feel like, yeah, I, I like that the code switching. I didn't even, I didn't even notice. Now I'm like, I need to go back and watch so that I can notice these things. Um, but well, I think it's like something that you were saying earlier, like if you're not from that culture, you may you not notice know. that. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I think it's even like that with the songs because mm-hmm. I was listening to something. And I was like, wait, I didn't really think about the music. Like I, I made a note to kind of pay attention to the music for the song mm-hmm. that I was referencing earlier, but I was like, wait, I know that song. Hold on. What song is this? That I had to kind of hum it along and then I figured it out, but I don't, yeah, if you didn't know, but I think what makes it so fascinating is because there is such a deep, like rich colonial legacy connected to the subcontinent, like to the Indian subcontinent. And there's like over a billion Indians and a lot of, you know, there's a large, large South Asian um, diaspora community in the UK. And of course, outside of the UK, but like, I think that's the thing that a lot of times the communities that have been colonized have been sidelined. Like we've been pushed to the back and -hmm. it's been like, Oh, we're giving you these little morsels and you should be grateful for them. And just like the inclusion of the song and the rituals and the various little aspects of culture throughout the series are so important because it's like, no, we're not small. We don't want your morsels. We want the representation. We are significant. Like everything you give us, like you don't give it to us, right? Like we've earned it. And okay, now I'm saying that out loud. And that sounds like that's not, that could be problematic. It's not like you need to earn representation, but it's like, we deserve representation is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we deserve that. You don't just give us morsels and expect us to be grateful, or you don't just like what you said, Ricky, expect us to assimilate. Like these are like large populations of people and like us recognizing things that we see are important and it's okay. Like it's, like not everybody has to notice everything, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's great when we do. And I think that's part of like this conversation. Like we bring awareness to things that you and I would not have realized about one another's like cultures and backgrounds and like heritages. But, um, yes, I just pluralize heritages. I think it is just heritage, (laughs) but like, but like, um, but I think it's, it's important too. It's important to just also like I'm going to generalize here a little bit and I don't want anybody to get offended, but white people, like sometimes not everything is for you. Like, I think that's, oh, that's another thing too. Oh my God, Ricky, I'm so sorry. I feel like I cut you off and then went off on my whole like monologue tangent. But like, um, I think that there's this, this convert, like Bridgerton is like also bringing this conversation to the forefront of like, um, and, and I talk about this a lot in my research and I think you do as well, where it's like, especially in media, the white male gaze is often what's centered. It's, it's what is seen as the standard. And mm-hmm. that's like, not it. Like sometimes things are not made for you and that is okay. Like mm-hmm. not everything is made for everyone. And particularly not everything is made for the straight white male gaze, um, or just even the straight white gaze. And that's okay. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it's okay. You can sit with that and it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. You can just sit with that and allow people to have a, like, just allow it, allow it fam. As like the East London people would say, please don't cringe to anybody who heard that, but yeah. Yeah. Just allow it. That's what I have to say. Yeah. 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 And I think that comes with being 
Like I know it'll be uncomfortable for some people, um, specifically people who aren't used to, people who are used to seeing a dominant like narrative, um, you know, place upon them. It'll be uncomfortable seeing these things, but I think that's okay. And you know, um, how can I put this? You don't always have to understand everything, right? Like you said, some stuff is not for you. Um, it's good if some stuff is noticed like I noticed the hair scene because I was like wow they don't have any scenes with black people taking care of their hair I'm like what what you know like because hair is not just hair like yeah I don't know for me I noticed these things because I'm like okay what would they have done in this time period if they were if they were there I think there's a scene where someone's wearing braids it's like probably one of the ladies fades or like something in the background. I'm like, there's braids. Anyway. Yes. Oh my God. There's also a scene. I rewound it. Cause I, I loved it so much. There's a scene with a, one of the gentlemen who is wearing, I think it's at one of the balls and he leans in to talk to somebody and his entire one side of his hair is braided. So mm-hmm. really intricate braided hairdo. And I was like, wow, look at yeah. that. They gave him braids. Like, yeah. 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 I, but I agree with you, Ricky. You're absolutely right. Like for having all these black central characters, we don't have any like black hair rituals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh no. I just want more. And I think this goes to, um, the next the next question is um about like what do we want to see in the next season that's what I want to see I want I would like to see more more details more like not just have not so that it doesn't border the line of tokenization where you're just throwing these characters in I want to see more from um dang it I keep forgetting his name this is really sad that's because his character isn't centralized enough but the boxer and his wife and their family and as they like Monduke yeah Monduke I want to see them as they come up in society as a character as characters that aren't um that aren't products of like this love conquers all we're in high society because of love narrative where this like oh, there, one of them will hopefully marry one of us. And that's how we get into society, mm. if that mm. makes sense. And, the, and, and I, I would like to see more of that, more of these centralized like characters from that background and learn more about their background and, and where they come from. You know, it's mentioning that his dad was a boxer. Okay, what is that tied to? Like, where do, basically more, more holistic storylines and not just like, blah, here's mm-hmm. some BIPOC characters <laughs> yeah. are you happy there we go like I I want I would li- that's what I would like to see next season um I know the show is titled Bridgerton so we gotta follow his white family like as all their people I guess every season is gonna be somebody marrying someone so I'm assuming next season will probably be like centering Eloise or centering um what's a B uh Benedict I guess mm-hmm. um or something like that oh yeah 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 it'll be about the featherings and feathering tons and whatever I just want to know more background I want to see the queen where her children at what they look like you know yeah she made a casual reference to having 15 I don't know if you noticed I was like I'm wait like, a where second. is your children why can't we see your children like the only relations we've seen is that prince and I was like okay I guess he's related to her either through like if she's mixed like either like her 
well, I don't know, I guess one of her parents would be like white or something. I don't know. Or, or it could be related to her because he's a prince through her husband. But I'm like, where's her children? Where's her mm-hmm. family? How does this all tie together? Like that's that's what I want. I would like to see in the upcoming seasons and not just have these like empty characters where it's just, oh, we just see we just see them in their skin, if that makes sense. Like that that's that's what I would like to see personally. Um and yeah, yeah will I be watching? Yes, because unfortunately I'm hooked and I yes. have to watch it. For those listening, I am going to watch the last episode today um yeah as soon as I as soon as I get downtime I'm gonna watch that because I'm hooked and it's Shonda and it's 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 the era of the ladies and the ladies maids and I just love that era so um also I'm like was there racism during this time like we don't get any kind of like inclination of if anybody feels some type of way you know yeah because there are other forms of discrimination absolutely yeah 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 no you said everything so well Ricky you really did like you yeah I think you brought up some really important points sorry did I cut you off go ahead no no you didn't go ahead you're good no I was gonna yeah when you when you said you're hooked I I think I kind of reluctantly got into season one and then when I was like whatever like season two I was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit and then I saw a couple of the like previews or trailers or whatever. And then I heard about the song and then I heard a couple interviews and I was like, oh my God. And then I just, by chance, just happened to watch it this weekend and I binged it and now I'm obsessed. Like now I can't wait for the next season. Like, I don't know. It took me like a season to get into it, but I really, yeah. Yeah. I'm hooked. I'm hooked too. I'll be right there with you. And I think this, yeah. Cause it does relate a lot to like what we talk about, um, and what we study. And so I think that's why too, like I'll be into it. And I want to see like what you said, if they will kind of explore more holistic representation. I mean, listen, if anybody is, you know, listening from Bridgerton and you're making them, you know, that, or, you know, if you're, you're making a film and, and you need consultants on how to write these characters, write holistic uh, characters and do holistic representation, you know, you can hire me and Ricky. We are available <laughs> for hire as consultants on scripts and stuff. So just put it out there, you know, I'm I manifesting that for us, Ricky. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, I I'm with you. I would love to see more of that in the next season. And it's, yeah, I, it's so interesting because it's like, like there is, I also wonder too, like, okay, what you were saying about, is there racism? Like we can see that there's other forms of discrimination. We can see that there's class and there's, Mm -hmm. um, rules and like predicates of society. And so it's like, okay. Like, you know, um, Anthony and his like, you know, um, like over whatever victimization of himself and like, you know, the whole, like my, my duty to my family and all this. And so it's like, but like, that's why he had to marry this very, yes, he was looking for a very particular person, but also like, he knew that he had to marry somebody that was qualified to be a Viscountess mm-hmm. and because they're a very, a very high noble family. Mm-hmm. And we know why it was like, you know, the fact that Daphne married a Duke was such a big deal. So we know that we have this hierarchy in society, but then also at the end, like even his mom and Daphne was like, but at the end of the day, it's all about love. And I'm like, wait a second. So it doesn't matter that now he could just, but then that's why he couldn't marry his, um, Sienna. I mean, yeah. if it was about yes. love, 
why couldn't he bring Sienna to, I'm sorry, this, okay, I'm not going to get into this. Okay, y'all, this might be a part two. So if you're listening to this, welcome to part two, possibly, because <laughs> I know this has been a long ex- episode, but I have to get into Sienna, because I feel the way he treated Sienna really yeah, pissed me off. Yeah, terrible. I'm like, if it's about love, then he could have he could have married who he really wanted to marry or be with from the get-go right and he wouldn't be such a like I don't know Anthony so broody yeah oh, yes and so oh woe is me and blah 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 and oh I have an excuse for being a capital R rake or whatever and I'm like you really don't have excuses it's just right guilt. But I'm just like, if if it really is just about love, then he could have married Sienna and we wouldn't have this whole hodgepodge of a mess anyway. And wait, who else am I gonna, who else, who am I, I was gonna bring someone else up, but I, I, I can't, I can't remember. But like, yeah, we wouldn't be forcing people into stuff if it's just about love. He could have been with her and we right. wouldn't be in this mess. And we know he still wasn't over her because in the beginning of season he, two. He still had the thing. Yeah. He, the, the, whatever like ad for like wherever she was performing. And he and we see that he's still very much like trying to get over her. And he's still upset that he couldn't be with her. So it's really interesting that that's how they, yeah. Like that's how they play out the characters and how if he like, obviously hierarchy and nobility and all of this stuff still very, very much matters. Also like why, um, miss, Mrs. Sharma got disowned from her family, the Sheffields, because she married an Indian clerk. Like she married somebody of low status in society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it obviously didn't have to do with the fact that he was Indian, but the fact that he wasn't of nobility. And so, Mm -hmm. and that's their whole thing with like wanting Edwina to marry into English nobility and all of that. So it's like, that's obviously plays a major part of the storyline. So it's like, it's just and, weird how like that plays a part of the storyline and like how that obviously like it's, you know, built on British society, but yeah, I don't know. I had a point, but I lost it in my like, confusion of how they figure this out. It's just, it's kind of weird. And then <laughs> like, I'm confused because if it is about if love got them, so wouldn't, wouldn't at one point someone have to marry outside of British nobility to get people of color into this whole storyline because we wouldn't be in the nobility to begin with you see what I'm like yeah no absolutely and like and, and not be disowned like it would yes, it would have had it, to be it would have had to happen and then be yeah. accepted at some point is that kind of what they were doing like at towards the end with like Colin and his like like how he kind of like brings in Monduke, like tries to bring him, like give him a seat at the table and bring him into the circle. So is that what they're showing? Like how people are able to use their privilege and bring up other people? Like, I don't know if that's what they were trying to show with that, where it's like, oh, you know, he's like, I don't know. So maybe that's one way that they do it. But yeah, I think that will be really interesting to see how they, how the series chooses to grapple with these, um, issues or if they do or don't or what they decide to do as the series continues. I mean, I really think, I think season two in some ways was better than season one, to be honest. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but like, and I know it's like, it's just so interesting to me though, sometimes, because now I'm just going to comment stylistically on the, the choice of the, the, like the way that they played it out. But it's like, there was sometimes where it's like they were reminded that it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're based off romance books, off romance novels, because, like then there was some times where like it just Anthony got into like this very like the, the way that he would just breathe like I just was like oh Girl, my god I was like, can you close Please. your mouth and then he yeah. sniffing her 
I'm like, yeah. you're like, oh, you smell this, that smell. And I'm like, what? I'm so uncomfortable. Um, right. Oh my God. Same. I was like cringing when like she would walk by and he would do that like deep, like, like intake. And I just was like, oh my God. It's like almost like the director remembered like, oh yeah, wait, we have to put in some cheesy romance novel stuff. So just, you know, I don't know, Anthony and Kate go back and forth about how much you hate slash like can't be like hate each other, but want each other, but can't like, I don't know. It was just so, some of it was so cringe where I was like, oh God, I was like, now I remembered like what this is. So it's just very interesting. There was a lot of genre hopping, I feel throughout this this season. Like, I feel like season one was like a lot more like, okay, we knew what we were getting Mm -hmm. season two. I don't know if they were trying to be complex or on purpose or I don't know, but I think they try to be complex and then they're like, oh wait, we're romance. Right. Um, Like they try, like, I think they, Anthony flare your nostrils a little bit more. (laughs) They sniff a little bit, like make a passing reference to Indian roses or Indian flowers. Like, I don't know stare at each other stare at her awkwardly I was like can we can we just can we just stop like anyway um but yeah that's romance as a lover of romance like I read some problematic romance books all the time and I don't know it's just my way to escape I completely understand um but yeah I will be watching let us know if you'll be watching is Bridgerton like something that you like me you can't stop like it's like you you just gotta gotta know right we we can't look away right we can't look away is that you if it is welcome to the party um I'm sure you will see us here for season three um we will be here if there's anything that we missed or something that you felt like we didn't discuss let us know mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. connect with us and of course we'll continue this conversation on our social media too but yeah we hope you enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoy talking about it Yes, yes. And yeah, as always, stay connected. Um, there will be a post. Um, we will let y'all know if this will be a part one or part two. We, we don't know. We, we've talked a lot. So we got to see how long it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we might split this up. Yeah, we might. exactly. But so we'll, that, we'll, we'll warn you. So it's not an hour and a half of Charmaine yeah. and I just like. Yeah. Um, if you're so with us, thank you. Hey, how you doing? Uh, leave a comment um, down below. Let's see. What, what should y'all leave? Um, leave a nose. Oh my gosh. Leave a nose. Oh, I was going to say a crown. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> have a bunch of noses on on our Instagram but yes a crown would be better yes leave a crown um if you are if you have made it this far leave a crown show us some love um but yeah stay safe everyone happy binging if you are binging it and happy watching um if you are still watching it um but yeah we'll talk to you later bye bye Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. You can continue to show your support by giving the podcast a five-star review, becoming a subscriber on Anchor, and following us on our website, graymattersablog.org, that's gray with an A, and on our socials, as well as sharing and commenting on our posts at Gray Matters the Blog on Instagram and TikTok. We want to connect with our Gray Matters community. If you have a comment or an inquiry about our customizable trainings and workshops, email us at graymattersblog at gmail.com. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll chat with you soon.